moment in time, 1919, Rosa Luxemburg and the German Revolution, part two. Last time we left Germany at the start of 1919 in a state of revolution, having overthrown its monarchy, but facing an uncertain future following defeat in World War I. But before taking that story further, I want to rewind a little to look at the life up to that point of one of the revolution's key figures, the socialist activist and intellectual Rosa Luxemburg. Originally from Russian-occupied Poland, Luxembourg had several strikes against her. A Jewish woman in a male-dominated anti-Semitic world, she lived her life as if none of that mattered. She married only to gain German residency and openly took lovers. She had no qualms about standing up to senior male figures in debates within the international socialist movement, including Lenin, who she disagreed with over the question of nationalism. Lenin, a Russian, supported Polish nationalism as a way of weakening the Russian Empire that he was fighting to overthrow, whereas Luxembourg, a Pole, thought it was a distraction from the fight for socialism. After arriving in Germany, Luxembourg threw herself into activism in the German Social Democratic Party, the biggest left-wing party in the world and the leading organisation in the international socialist movement. Its brightest intellectual star, Karl Kautsky, was nicknamed the Pope of Marxism, as his pronouncements were viewed nearly as holy writ. However, Rosa disagreed with what she saw as a drift away from the party's Marxist ideals. Growing working-class living standards, a semi-democratic constitution that allowed working men to vote, and the growth of labour unions led many to believe socialism could be achieved slowly and peacefully. Rosa Luxemburg disagreed, believing that peaceful reform represented not a more gradual path to socialism, but a compromise with capitalism. These differences would re-emerge in the German Revolution after World War I, as the movement split into moderate socialists and revolutionary communists. And the war further alienated Rosa from the leadership of the Social Democrats. As conflict loomed, the International Socialist Movement's conferences had passed a series of fiery resolutions pledging that the workers would refuse to fight a war for the capitalists and that the socialists would organise strikes to stop the war machine. However, when war did break out, in country after country, socialist parties meekly voted to support their nation's war efforts. In Germany, one of the few powers that the Reichstag, or Parliament, possessed was to allocate funds to the Kaiser's government, yet the socialist deputies voted almost unanimously for loans to pay for the war. A few dissidents broke away from the party to form the Spartacus League, named after the famous Roman rebel slave, but they faced bitter repression. Karl Liebknecht, the only Reichstag deputy to vote against war credits, had his parliamentary immunity stripped from him and was imprisoned. Luxembourg, too, spent the war in a military prison. But the German Revolution would set them free and propel them to the centre of historic events. I'm Michael Evans, instructor in history at Delta College. This Moment in Time is a production of Delta College History Department and Delta College Public Radio.